Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet, an, yet another wonderfully entertaining, <laughs> busy and noisy episode from the city centre of uh, FNI Film Network Ireland's Rap Chat with myself, Paul Butler-Lennox. This is episode 60. That's a lot of podcasts. That's a lot of sitting down with people who are given a lot of time for free and energy. And uh, it's really humbling that the people would take time out of their schedules to help out and kind of, you know, pass on information to other people working in the industry. So we're really grateful for that. So thank you very much for giving your, giving your time and energy. And yeah, uh, we wish we could pay us, but we can't. <laughs> uh, we don't get paid ourselves. So thanks a million. Um, equally, if you'd like to support uh, Film Network Ireland, FNI, um, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com uh, forward slash FNI. It's like Patreon. And if you want to buy us a coffee, we'll get you one back when we see it in town kind of thing. Or we won't, because we won't know you. Um, today, <laughs> which brings us nicely to today. Today we have a actor in uh, who is uh, working at the moment, which is a great a great thing to be. Um, um, ha- uh, Helen Bean, hello. Hello, thank you very much for having me. How are you doing? I'm very good now that I've got parked and found out where I was going. <laughs> yeah, you, you feel all right. You're settled. I'm settled. <sighs> I'm settled. Yeah, it's intimidating, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit. These things. Um, thanks, thanks for coming in. Helen uh, uh, is, if you're not familiar, is currently on the Channel Four show, The Virtues, directed by Shane Meadows, um, which is a which is on its third episode at the moment, and it's on the All Four player. So if you've missed it, you can jump back in time, like like uh, like uh, someone who travels. Through, through time and you can watch the episodes and you should and the next one is on next Wednesday next Wednesday, next Wednesday last one nine o'clock so be virtuous and watch the show and tune in yeah um, how uh, yeah so let's t- let's talk about you let's talk about me my favourite subject <laughs> so you're an actor how's that going for you uh, it's going pretty well um, I ha- like I don't have a vast CV I'm sorry to say but what's on there is pretty good Shane Meadows uh, who directs and co writes the virtues gave me my first job and that was on this is england 88 yeah i don't know if great you've, show yeah. you've watched all of those mm-hmm. um and that came after this st- story i've told eight million times sure tell it uh, one more time uh, basically <laughs> uh what happened was he, we used to not so much anymore um frequent our local pub um, tiny Hamlet in Western Pennsylvania, a <laughs> tiny little pub in Betty's Town called McDonough's. And um, we went down this one particular night, and there was uh, some people there of interest to the public, some celebrities. It's one of, I believe it or not, I know that pub quite well. Do you? Yeah, yeah. A, a barman that used to work there, Joe Farrell, is uh, a good mate of mine. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I know, I've been in there many times. It's it's owned by a pal of ours, but the lads play music and we were down there this particular night anyway. And um, so there was these people there that were filming locally and they were staying in the area and they were in the pub. And so Anya, um, one of the girls who was working there at the time, said, come down and play some music put on a show for the visitors so we went down the lads <laughs> were playing music we were having a few drinks and next of all my friend Esmond said to me over at the bar is Shane Meadows and I didn't know what he looked like I have to put my hand up I knew his work Deadman's shoes etc etc loved it yeah. but I couldn't have picked him out my friend did and um did I just you, did. You buy your friend a pint. I bought him lots of pints since. <laughs> I tell you, he said that's him, and I just said I ca- I can't believe it. And actually, I got talking to him before me, and he said, I "Want you to meet this girl or whatever?" So I went up, and he's so sound. I can't even tell you. I feel so sorry for people that haven't met him or worked with him because <laughs> he's just the soundest dude ever. And I thought this, you know, no matter what happens, I just have to get up. I have to get up there and say hello. So he went up to the bar. Ended up having a few baby Guinnesses and a few other things and having great crack and uh, as the night wore on there was loads of shit going on there that night um, this fella was going around talking to all the lasses putting his hand in their bags robbing their purses Jesus Christ and my sister was one of the <laughs> ones whose purse got robbed and it all kind of mid-conversation with Shane Meadows this all kicked off she came up to me and she said this fucker's after robbing everybody's purse and her boyfriend at the time was squaring up to him and it was all going off and Shane just thought this was hilarious he <laughs> said this is like any pub I've been in Nottingham I feel at home so we'd great crack your man got rumbled the purses got returned and we had a great night and towards the end I thought this is this could be my only chance to talk to somebody you know 
this important in the industry, I have mm-hmm. to I have to ask. Brazen is be damned with a few drinks on board, but um, I said, you know, what are the chances? And he said to me, uh, I don't know. Can you act? <laughs> and I said, uh, I haven't a clue. And he said, give me your details. Write down your number. I ha- got a bit of till receipt off the last behind the bar and wrote down my name and number and give me an in, I put on the end of it. And he said to me, oh, we're working on something at the moment. I might have something in mind. And I was kind of laughing. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. you thanks, say that to everybody. Me, yeah. But I was hoping and he, I kind of noted he, he folded it very carefully, put it in his wallet and I thought, mm, maybe that means something. And it did mean something because two months later he rang me to go over to audition for this single in 88. Wow. And I was violently ill with nerves, really. Like I said, I've asked for this and Christ, I'm out of my depth. What am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. I actually have to go. And I just decided fight through the nerves, fight through the vomiting, get over there, do whatever he wants me to do and see what happens. So and trust yourself and trust his judgment. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's what everybody was saying to me. I was in a panic and they were saying, look, at he obviously saw something. He wants to see what you have, so show him. <laughs> so I went into a room. I remember going over um, to England and I'd been watching them all the night before, trying to kind of get myself into, you know, this is England mode and get myself mm-hmm. ready. And um, sure, I was totally intimidated. And they're all lovely. They were so sound. But I was just like a fish out of water. But went up and did uh, about a 20-minute improv with Vicky McClure. And he just kind of said, this is what I want you to talk about. He didn't give us a script or anything. It was just a chat, like me and you sitting here. This is the subject matter. Talk about this, go. And so I kind of kept looking over, going, am I doing all right, you know? (laughs) And he was just waving his hand. Get on with it, get on with it. So... uh, After about 20 minutes, he sat back in the chair and he said, you're in. Ah. That was it. That was it. I said, it can't be that easy. He said, it is. Do you want it? I said, yes, please. Thanks very much. And did you like, did you have ambitions when you were younger? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. In my own mind, I was going to Hollywood at 15. I did school plays. I was Eliza Doolittle in my school play. I gave (laughs) that some, I can tell you. And I loved it. I loved perform and I remember feeling on stage at 15 of course you have loads of confidence at 15 standing on the stage thinking this is where I live this is what I want to be doing and then another uh, after that drama was finished and it was great we had a visiting um, priest who was a drama teacher and he brought us all up to the common area upstairs I don't know why this sticks out in my mind but anyway he, he was had us all doing improv stuff upstairs and greedy for the limelight I <laughs> jumped into the another middle another opening another show <laughs> jazz hands <laughs> I jumped in and was just giving it everything and he pulled me aside at the end and he said if you don't follow this it's a sin so I said okay and then I, so it was always in my mind and then I went to college because that's a more attainable you know, went to be a nurse, trained to be a nurse. It's a more mm-hmm. attainable career uh, when you don't know lots of people in Hollywood. And um, really, uh, in hindsight, should I or should should I not have gone down that road? I don't know. It's worked out very well for me, but I'm fully aware this is a totally unorthodox route. Yeah. But went to train to be a nurse. Uh, because the yearning was there in the background, um, my husband used to get me courses in the gaiety and Ah. you know different little bits just so I could keep my hand in but that was really as far as I had gotten until I was 30-ish Okay. I won't tell you how far away I am it's none of my business and a gentleman doesn't (laughs) ask well it's been 10 years (laughs) since then but uh, so that chance meeting actually was my do or die moment really I thought I'm getting lazy about it this is right here go for it so that's it's a, I, I think it's a wonderful story in terms of following whatever stage you're at in life yeah f- following what you're actually passionate about absolutely that's not to say that you weren't passionate or obviously fantastic in your other job your yes. other career and I think uh, judging by the sound judging by some stuff that I've read about you and also uh, you know just listening to your what you've said there obviously empathy uh, that you would have in your work plays a huge part in terms of your new or your continuing career. 
Of course. I think I would have been a different actress had I have started at 1920. I certainly, like, I mean, God bless them. They've so much energy and confidence and I'm really envious of that because obviously the more you age, the less confident, not for everybody, but yeah. certainly my confidence would have waned over the years un- until this started happening. But absolutely, like, 1920 is the time to go for it when you're you know, full of everything and you can give everything and you have mm-hmm. no ties and attachments. But going in at 30 brings a certain levity with it. And I suppose because <laughs> of the career, you have life experience and you have, uh, certainly because of my job, I had... Uh, um, a, humili- a humility, I guess? Maybe empathy. Yeah, definitely. I I would be that type of person anyway. Um Maybe because I'm a nurse, maybe because that was my other calling. I was bound for one or the other, and now I'm thankfully trying to nail down both. But it it did certainly help because I don't know whether I'd mentioned to Shane that night I, I am a nurse or whether because when he was writing with Jack Thorne for This Is England, he said, um, maybe Lal goes to see a nurse, Vicky McClure's character, and mm-hmm. Shane said, I've met her. So I don't know whether I'd said to him or whether he, whatever vibe he got off me, he thought I'd be good in that role. But I've learned since he does kind of, um, you know, tap into what you're saying and use okay. it against you. <laughs> <laughs> Manipulate you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but so I was able for that. I was able for that character. And then I suppose my confidence... Well, he focused, I that. guess he focused, he saw something in you, but he focused on your st- your strengths yes. in- initially. Yes, and I think that's what he does with everybody. He's able yeah. to bring the best out of everybody. And that's just evident in, in the virtues, you know. Yeah. Um, so once you got your, your your debut out of the way and then yeah. you came back for the following series as well, didn't you? I did. I came back for 90 and I had some lovely little scenes with Stephen, but there was never, there was so much heavy kind of um, subject matter going on around his character in that, that there was no, there wasn't really much downtime between our scenes. So although I met him and he was lovely to me and we played a game of pool between takes one of the days, <laughs> there was no, I didn't, there wasn't a real getting to know you the way there was on this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But... Sorry, I've trailed off. I talked too no, much. No, no. How, how, so how was it leading coming up to this? Because you obviously would have had some substantially more in this one. Substantially more in this one. I th- and I think that's what Shane does. I, I, you know, initially Evelyn, the nurse, there was something like two lines written for her, three lines. Yeah. And the joy of, uh, of the way Shane looks at things is if there's chemistry there, if it's going well, if I like it, I'm going to open it up for you. Mm-hmm. And so two pages can turn into 20 pages, you know. <laughs> and similarly always with the good of the story in mind you could have a huge big scene and if it's not important he'll kind of pare it back and taper it down but it's always for the good of it but all that built my confidence you know still I still doubted I still thought someone's going to tap me on the shoulder and say you've had your fun Mm -hmm. out you get you know and it was only the more and more time wore on I kind of accepted that I had some ability and I wanted to improve it and, and work on it. And I think everybody gets that at some, st- well, particularly at the start. Or, or yeah. people have those lapses of confidence, yeah. cri- a crisis of confidence. Of every course, so between I th- jobs. I think you need to have it. Some, of course you, you know? do. If you're a dick and you go around all the time saying I'm the best, yeah. nobody really wants to work with that yeah. person. Yeah, I've yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- don't be that... Don't be that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go in there and be sound and be grateful because, I, I, and it's work and I'm not, I, it's never been a job to me. It's always been a pure joy. I really do think, and actors work very hard and mm-hmm. there can be lengthy periods between jobs and how anybody, you know, can invest themselves fully and say, I'm going to totally concentrate on that, which is what I'm doing at the moment. But there are definitely days I need to still work as a nurse. I need to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. So to invest fully is to really, you know, until you get to a certain point in your career, to invest fully and, and shut off yourself from everything else. It's it's a broke life. It's difficult. It's difficult yeah. to survive. You know, it's difficult to pay the bills. Do you think that your background in nursing and, 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 and uh, health practitioning helped you in terms of mindfulness or prepares you for this line of work? Knowing the kind of pratfalls of these type of things, because a lot of downtime for a lot of actors and creatives in general. Yes. 
um, you know, too much time to think, too much time to overanalyze. Yeah. Question why the X, Y, and Z is not happening. It can be damaging for your mental health, I yeah. think, you know, and uh, um, it definitely did. I mean, I have seen some catastrophic things as a nurse, really. And I'm able to say to myself, and people have said to me, because I do get highly wired when things are coming out. And I feel really like the, the, the last few weeks, I don't know how much I've eaten. Not a lot. I've been totally stressed, worrying, you know, mm. what will people think? What will people say? And actually, it doesn't matter what they think or what to say. It's lovely when they say positive things. But if you gear yourself towards uh, um, lapping up that mental, um, you know, uh, applause for your for your work, then equally you can be damaged when somebody says something shitty which happens of course mm. not everybody's going to like what you do not everyone's going to like the project or you you know and I think if you start following all the reviews and looking at all the nice things and using it to uh, um, validate yourself in some way then that can be very counterproductive when, when it goes the other way and I do think that nursing um, and other day jobs can show you that and having kids yeah this is not <laughs> life or death it's play you yeah, know it's, yeah, it's yeah. make believe and it's wonderful and it's important too because um, it tells really um, in-depth personal stories that people can relate to certainly there is I don't think there's anybody watching the virtues that hasn't known somebody or been touched in some way by some of the elements in it you know so mm -hmm. it's important and it helps people feel less alone it's very important to tell stories and especially tell stories like this well yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah nursing ha has made me see that I can get in and serve the story and tell it and know that it's not life or death you no know? no it's fun and it's, it's exactly it's a luxury it a a, a wonderful, a wonderful yeah. short luxury. Yes, it is. I people that have been working in it since their twenties maybe view it in a different way. I'm yeah. coming in at this late stage, and it's just a pleasure. <laughs> it's just a pleasure all the time. You know, yeah. I the first job I thought, what somebody's paying me to do this? This is, this is crazy. Great, this is crazy. <laughs> you want to make me a cup of tea? I'll make you a cup of tea. <laughs> we'll, we'll make each other a cup yeah. of tea. How many sugars are you having? It's a lovely bubble. It's a lovely yeah. bubble to be in, and it's short lived. You know, mostly, and uh, it's it's a great job. It's a great job. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, tell us a little bit about your character. Uh, in the show, if you can, Anna. without giving too much away, without giving too much away for anyone that hasn't and seen and some it. minor plot points. Yes, some minor plot points. Well, I mean, I suppose there's a lot out there in the media. It's hard to avoid uh, um, some of the stuff that's going on, but it centres around this character Joseph, played by the peerless Jack Stephen Nicholson. Graham. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. by that guy, Stephen Graham. So hot right now. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and so it, Joseph is this very broken character, and um, he the, and then the, and I'm not. There's no spoilers here. This went out in the kind of release beforehand that he um, is down very down on his luck his um, child is leaving the country with his ex-partner he hates his job he just he's uh, he's in trouble basically and when they leave he falls off the wagon <coughs> and has a, a, in the first episode a, a spectacular night out in the beer and a spectacular day afterwards um, from hell and incredibly visceral you sh everybody, really, everybody should really watch it, it. I've never seen anything shot that way yeah it's one of the best uh, um, and Stephen doesn't drink which is even more phenomenal that he, he could pull that out of the bag he, he's amazing and even just for, for his ability it's to be watched that first episode you know they put a body rig on him um, in yeah, the street yeah. and you really feel like you're in his face and in his way and in his life and it really gets you sucked into oh, the character So many away. gut punches oh in, that, in, in that whole sequence. Yeah, it's yeah. like... Oh. It's, it, it's hit after hit after hit after hit. I mean, the ad breaks, you need them to come up for <laughs> air, you know. But I play Anna, um, who's his sister, and he, when things have all fallen asunder in England, um, he gets on a ferry and comes back to meet me. Mm -hmm. And we, um, for reasons I don't know if you want me to disclose or not, we haven't seen each other for a lifetime. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we were separated at a very young age. His life went one way, my life went another. And we um, are reunited in the second episode. Mm-hmm. Anna, uh, it's hard to tell who she is because she's a very together lady up until that point. And then um, she unravels with his arrival. Yeah, as you would imagine, yeah. it would happen to anybody. Yeah, now it, turns, it would turn your life upside yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Um, Such a huge amount of emotion to pack into. Uh, oh God, yeah. It's uh, those scenes. So a lot of it was kind. Of, a lot of it, knowing, uh, knowing, or having read up on the way he would work, uh, Shane Meadows. It uh, a lot of it is scripted, but it's kind of free form as well. You can go off. You can go off book in certain instances. Does yeah. he have like a like a, a paddle that he holds up when he can <laughs> when, he, when, when you can you're off go off now? He is thing. the most collaborative director um, I have ever had the pleasure to know. There is a definite structure in place, and Jack Thorne, uh, who's a genius, they, they they co-write a lot, and they and they did on this. So there's a structure and a story in place, but actually you don't touch that. Um, obviously you read it when you get it but having worked with Shane and this would be my third time I knew to kind of not disregard it but just put it park it so you don't learn it per se I don't want to say out loud that I didn't learn any lines off but I didn't because I knew it was fruitless because and it was funny to me to see other people coming in totally off book and having to kind of say fuck brilliant Yeah, but you probably won't need that. (laughs) What he does is tell you the story and then he wants you to interpret it uh, between the lines. Okay. So you go into what you think. Uh, um, so you fill in the subtext and the, and, and the inner monologues. Absolutely. And we, the, the process of rehearsal was so lengthy on this. I mean, we made it two years ago and yeah. there was a good year and a half of prep before that, if not more. Because he spoke to me about the project really quite a long time ago. And he, he said, I have this character for you. So this has been the first job ever I was cast without an audition. He said, this is your job this is Mm. your role which was phenomenal and so I did go over the script with a fine tooth comb because you want to you know when you're handed that honour you want to do it justice but the rehearsal process is this is what's happening in this scene there it is on the page let's put it over there Mm -hmm. now let's go in a 360 uh, evolution around every other possibility because he'd say to me I'm uh, yes, I'm trying to tell this story about Anna and Joseph and Anna and Dina and Dina and Joseph. And actually what's happening over here in the corner is way more interesting and that feels way more honest and let's go with that. So you go in and you do the scene, but then, uh, and and there's no wrong with Shane, which is brilliant. He doesn't say, that's shit, let's go again. He just says, okay, and I know his tells now, I know from his face whether he thinks something's good or not. (laughs) I'm kind of cringing in the corner. But he wouldn't tell you that's wrong. He'll just say, that's brilliant, let's try this or let's try that. Oh my God. Like, you go in there feeling, I can't fail, I can't. We'll just figure out the right, you know, How the right way to do it. How lovely is that where you can walk into that environment and feel oh, bulletproof before you even start? Amazing, mm. amazing. And so, so I, I'm assuming he shoots from he shoots from a couple of different angles. There's four, three or four cameras going at the same time. Yeah, the thing with this was, and he, and he said about it, it, it I want to make. Um, television in, in have wanted to make television in this way for such a long time because for example that scene with Anna and Joseph in the bedroom in the second episode have you seen that yeah that it w- was a phenomenal piece to read off the script and this is a 30 year history condensed into 10 minutes and so I was petrified with that mm-hmm. and the way Shane wanted to work this time was to have as many cameras as possible to let you feel like you could run it a hundred times, but actually to only do it once and try and get it. So his feeling was whenever the magic happens, I don't want to have to try and save anything in the edit. I don't want to have to reset. I want to have a camera there, a camera there, a camera there. So if you, if there's a look or there's a piece of dialogue or something that's got the magic in it, I want to get it. Yeah, plus, you know, providing you're not doing jumping jacks in the scene. No matter what you do, you're okay. You're Exactly, exactly. So that was a tiny little bedroom and there was like five or six cameras in every which corner they could be in and uh, for the rehearsal of that we were going through their what was on the script then we put that aside and we were looking at their possible histories and when we landed on one together Stephen and I um, I had written Stephen a letter uh, Joseph a letter from Anna 
Um, because he had so much time with this character to get to know her beforehand and obviously having written her for me I knew her very well because there was a lot of me in there Mm. and um, that's the genius of it you feel so comfortable in that other person's skin because it's an amplified version you know of how you would attack that character well uh, every actor brings a great deal of themselves into, absolutely, into a absolutely absolutely it is, it is your interpretation it yeah. is but there's no uh, you know as Stephen would say uh, there's nobody there in the background going it's it not that you know <laughs> that you're not kind of worrying <laughs> about those tiny little words so anyway when we hit on on this idea uh, of their shared history we started to talk I started to read this letter everybody got extremely emotional and rehearsals was like you know, group therapy. It was like it, it, we always inevitably ended up talking about ourselves, other people's stories that we knew, and it was always really emotional. But we hit on a certain idea, and he said, "Stop. That's it. It's going where I wanted to go. I can smell it. Put it away." So we had to just forget about it, park it, and stock it, and we didn't touch it again until that morning. We went into the room, and the crew, everybody, the like, I mean, this is a... Yeah, don't say the punchline, don't say the punchline It's an all-inclusive um, collaboration. Everybody in the house was quiet. Everybody in the house was kind of... There was a sense that something big was afoot and that it needed everybody's cooperation, and they were brilliant. And we just went upstairs. Um, we had gotten ready in our own separate ways, Stephen and I, and then he said to Shane, I, I think we're ready. And we just started rolling, and he let it go for however long it was to let it organically go where it would go things that would come out in that conversation naturally came out yeah. and thanks be to God you know it it worked and he was happy with it yeah, it, yeah. Got, it got dropped in pretty much so you're happy is. with that part you did happy with that, that, that particular happy segment happy with that bit and then I kind of <laughs> because that was a big one and you know when you think you have a big scene and you you, you, have, you, a know, fo- you have a foothold in it worrying yeah and it's, so that's the thing he lets you think he said to me don't you know don't worry and we can go again and don't so you go in thinking right if I make a balls of it I'll get another go at it but yeah, yeah. because you're that relaxed you don't make a balls of it and Nail it, and then he buys you a pint that night, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, <laughs> winner, 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 winner. Um, so it must be a bit of a whirlwind now, is it? Like stuff coming your way, interesting opportunities, meetings, that uh, type of stuff. Hopefully, after I've any work, well, I've, particularly after this, any <clears> work I've gotten uh, up to this point was as a result of this is England, and I suppose maybe the association, even with Shane Meadows, a lot of people are very, you know, respect his work a lot, and so are interested in you you know by proxy nearly you know they mm-hmm. and then hopefully you get in there and you do the job but um Frank who was talking to you about earlier on contacted me on the back of that give him a shout out there Frank Shoulders Shoulders sh- Frank we have I, I have to make an admission we didn't know if it was I didn't know if it was Shoulders or Shoulders let's just call you Frank let's just call him Frank Sorry, everybody Frank. knows Frank I hope I'm right I, I've never <laughs> asked you I've been too embarrassed Frank who's had that brilliant um the man who wanted to fly fly yeah it's uh, one of the better do- like completely sucked me in oh he, I'll tell you he's just brilliant and I did my first stage theatre piece with Frank in a, in a, a play called Mary Claire with the brilliant um, Denise McCormick yeah, yeah. and he Frank wanted to see me based on what I had done in this thing and I thought this is great he was and that was a two-hander we did in the teachers club called Mary Claire a very dark piece of theatre but loved it mm-hmm. and Frank has always um, as has Denise stayed in contact with me over the years rang me only last week to say I'm watching it congratulations like that's people are so generous you know mm-hmm. that's I've really appreciated the, the ongoing friendship with Frank and other jobs with David Caffrey and Stuart Carlin, Love, Hate, and then again in Taken Down, the mm-hmm. um, crime drama that was out last year, which again is tackling some brilliant stuff. I mean, there's such great writing here. Joe Spain, that was her novel. Shout out to the lovely Joe. She was on The Late Late there a few weeks ago. Whoop, whoop. She, she wrote that <laughs> and the, uh, her and Stuart adapted it then for David Caffrey and there's some great talent in that. And so to be part of that was great. So it's small but concrete pieces of work I'm doing and I'm that's the way I want to continue. It's never about, you know, getting my face out there. So and there's no kind of, you don't have an agenda or a plan no, or I this d- is where I want to be in I want to say I don't care about all the other stuff that goes with it. I mean, it's lovely, but it's not the reason I'm doing it because, let's face it, I'm over the hill. 
<laughs> stop, I'm over the hill. I'm not 21. I can't, you know, all those. It's lovely and it's very flattering and all of that. But it's not what the work is about. It's no. not what sustains you as an actor, I don't think. So I'm absorbing it all and it's lovely. But what I want to do is work. That's Ch- what I want to yeah, do. Challenge yourself. want to yeah. get a job. Somebody give me a job. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, to folks? all the directors out there. Da, 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 available for work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the same goes for every other actor out yeah, there. Yeah, for give, sure. Give them work. Give us some work. There's so much talent in this country. Oh, yeah. my God. And there's also the assumption with a lot of actors, particularly if they're off something big, that, you know, they don't want to work or or they're not available. They want to work and they they're available. Call them. Come, get them. Try yeah. and contact them. Give them your scripts. Attach, attach them. There's so much good writing. Do you know what the problem is? I think in my, you know, teeny, tiny, limited knowledge of the business, the money is not as available here as Mm -hmm. it is in England or America maybe it is I don't know and certainly there's an awful lot more projects getting off the ground and great stuff happening here but I feel maybe there isn't the time uh, the luxury of time with characters here with stories here because to really work on and or yeah. unearth it and get to the kernel yeah of it. you yeah. go in you know on certain jobs and it's like right at seven o'clock we have to be finished so go 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 shoot 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 whereas on the virtues you know and it caused problems some days for catering and other people who wanted to be finished on time it's like is everybody okay if we hang out and keep going we'll try and get one more yeah. so that happened quite a bit yeah we're finished when we're finished yeah but we had the luxury of that because I suppose the money was there to pay the people who had to be kept over or whatever yeah. but I would have stayed till 12 o'clock yeah, every when you're, night when you're you in know, a groove yeah, of yeah, course yeah. yeah yeah, because that's that's the creative that's the flow that's you know you want to be keep going when you're in it and of course the minute it's over you want to go back and do it again but um, I think it you know, there is enough talent here and there is enough uh, um, good writing. If you can invest the time in it to, to make it, you know, uh, um, give it give it its, its full potential. Yeah, you know, and work it, yeah. rehearse it. Yeah, yeah. The so, like, you know, even on some things that I've worked on, you know, first time you're going through any material on what you're working on is when you're shooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Jesus Christ. Can we not, you know? Can, can we, we sit down and talk about it here yeah, for a minute? Yeah, yeah. 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 Or analyze it, or I pull think it apart, and put it back together. I see if firmly, it works. firmly believe that's where the magic happens, and that's like Shane would often talk about that. Not, you know, that oftentimes the first time actors meet is, you know, when they <sighs> on set, and it's like helpful if you're, you know, if you're in direct opposition with someone or something like that, you know, <laughs> or you're some, so, you know, or, you know, there's some sort of they're an antagonist or, or whatever. It can be helpful in that way, but surely not if, he, you're try, if you've any sort of long-standing relationship with two characters. He wants to see two people together, and I had this especially with Mark O'Halloran. Yeah. How good is he? Yeah, he, you know he came in and to to do an audition. And as an actor, you never get to sit in on anyone else's audition. Generally, you don't get to be the other side of the camera and see what happens. And for your audition you're workshopping you know so he puts the two characters together he gave us a storyline something related and something totally unrelated and him and Mark Herbert our producer just sat at the other side of the table and Mark's audition was me and him you know having at it with something that ended up being put into the show as a result of that audition so Shane is a firm believer of, uh, of looking at the chemistry and he said two actors you know they might be great on the page whack them in a room together and it's a disaster so it's really important to workshop them and you know see if there's a spark there and and that feeds into the whole process it feeds into the whole scene and mm-hmm. it's that's where the magic happens like uh, for us as a family the you know Anna's family he we got some great kids they're brilliant <laughs> Nick McGinley they know what to say at oh, the right time don't I they? tell you they, I, and uh, you know those kids uh, they're not all out of drama school they're just random kids that that were auditioned by Nick McGinley and um, Shaheen Beg. they were the cast in, on this mm-hmm. brilliant casting but uh, in order to make us a family he sent us out bowling he sent ah. us to um, escape rooms this brilliant place in Sheffield where you have to unlock all the clues to get to the next crystal room. maze bu- exactly bugs. that yeah, and yeah. by the time the day was over we were fighting like a family we were <laughs> shouting at each other just like get in the family. car I said <laughs> that's what all my friends have said to me I've seen you roaring at your kids <laughs> like that get into the car but it just he lets you develop that yeah. natural vibe 
and that translates to the screen and that's that's where the magic is. Yeah, how wonderful to be able to, to have the luxury to work yeah, that way. Yeah, absolutely. It's a one-off, I know it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, wh- what, are you, what are you working on? Can you be anything coming up you what can tell us about? On I'm waiting to hear back. And You'd I'm have to tell us directly. It. I'm not going to jinx it. I'm waiting to hear back on something. I mean, I'm doing auditions galore. Lovely. Which is great. Uh, but up to this point, there's been... Who is she? No, uh, that's okay. No, thanks. Nobody... I'm kind of not established till up till... I hope now, you know, that mm-hmm. the, with this body of work that has come out in the last few weeks, this hopefully will put me into a different um, bracket. Oh, but absolutely. I have yeah. a great agent in, in um, Independent in, in London and she said quite rightly to me, you know, it's great that that what you've done is great so far, but this is your this is your bigger piece and this it's going to be you're going to be a more marketable yeah. commodity when this is out there so I that's it I'm I'm hoping that the work is going to start coming in I did um, a lovely little part are you out running run on the beach and stuff now Betty I, a pound in the beach I am actually <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it for a couple <laughs> of weeks <laughs> because <laughs> I've been <laughs> too stressed out and really now is when I need to be doing it but um, the, I did a, 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 in a film called Wildfire directed by Cathy Brady Cathy Brady who's yeah, wonderful yeah. Uh, with Nora Jane Noon and Nika McGuigan they're the two um, main characters in this and that's going to be brilliant and I did a lovely little part in that um, that's coming out later Ka- this Kathy's year. amazing if you've seen Morning with Johnny Harris yes a few years Johnny ago, Harris there's another obviously she's you know directed some television and other yes, bits and pieces yeah, now but yeah. I'm really curious to see what, what this is like and actually I think it's through Johnny, Car- Johnny Harris that um, Katrina was aware or Cathy, I beg your pardon, mm-hmm. mixing up me. Uh, Katrina McLaughlin was another director I worked with. Um, Cathy, uh, after working with Johnny, he had, because me and Johnny um, never had any scenes together, but we workshopped together oh, okay. before This Is England. And we did some really powerful workshop. And, and he's such a menacing character in that and such a lovely fella. In, in real, real life, life. Yeah, such yeah. a lovely fella. But it was him that mentioned to Cathy my name. So nice. it, very good of him. Uh, um, so I think I was in the back of her mind from that, and then um, she she sought me out for for this little bit in Wildfire, which is I'm very grateful for. Her. And she's great. She's really got vision as a director. She's re- it's it's great uh, to see female directors. That, so that was my next question. Great, great to see. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's brilliant. Any differences w- w- from working because you've said you've worked with another female director? Do you think there are any intrinsic differences between working with a male director or and a female director? I think that um, yeah, there are differences. There's 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 different. Um, there's a t- definitely a different approach to things. Yeah, there's no right or wrong. Yeah, you know, exactly. There would be similarities between her and Shane in in their approach to a collaborative way of working. Some some directors are very these are the lines. That's the you know, and you stick to that. Whether it feels right to you or not, you mm. don't get to say this doesn't feel right to me. This doesn't feel like what you'd say. You just get in and do your job and hope yeah, you're doing you it bu- to the best bu- of your ability. Bulldoze through the red flags. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. <coughs> sometimes it just doesn't. Sometimes it feels a bit off. But she's got a good radar, Kathy, for that. And if it feels hammy in any way, she'll go right. What do you think? And you know, and you'll have a chat about it and. So she she's she's forward, very forward thinking in that way. I think I, they have to be they, their approaches have to be slightly different. Women and men, maybe that's I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but um, there's different empathy towards different characters, I suppose, from a man or a woman, or different perspectives, maybe you know. But certainly Shane, who would have had a lot of male uh, um, leads, has certainly kind of swung a three sixty and. He's all about the powerful women and, you know, <laughs> uh, and putting them to the fore. And that's great to see because a lot uh, uh, of male directors still only work with male leads. And it's it's a struggle out there for us gals. You know? yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I think in all the years I've been acting, I've only worked with one female director. That's like, not like 15, good. 15 years. Yeah, that's not one. good. The and it was, it was a lovely experience. Not to say it was, it was better or worse than any others, but I remember being more engaged by that female director. They had more time for me. Listened to. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very interesting. Um, now, that's just my own personal experiences. And I'm also looking for work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but give um, us a job. Give us a job. <laughs> um, 
Uh, if you had, there's a couple of questions we kind of, uh, they, continuity of questions we ask uh, pod, in, during the podcast. If you could give yourself a bit of advice when you were kind of 19, 16, 17, 18, when you were like, I think I want to be an actor, mm. or just you in general at that age, what would you say to yourself about kind of Good bearing question. in mind what's happening at the moment? Mm. Well, obviously, it's say, relax, it's going to happen down the road. Yeah, <laughs> you chill out, it's all coming your way, kid. No, I, what would I say? Believe in yourself. Jesus, self-doubt is a, really, we've talked about that. It's a killer. And I was heaving with it, literally, oh. you know. I'd say if somebody... And this is something I've I, I've learned since. If somebody calls you for a job, it's because they think you're able to do it. So why don't you think you're able to do it? Believe in yourself. I mean, the thing is, going into an audition, they're rooting for you to do well. And God, that is the worst place to be, by the way, that little room where you have two seconds to tap dance and show your worth. That's really, mm-hmm. it's hard to nail in that minute. And, I, you know, you want to say to people, no, but just put me out in the field and I'll show you. I, you know, I'm very, I'm very good in the field. I'm in this room with you three people the other side of the table. It's bloody petrifying. Yeah. But get in there to the audition Give it your best version of what you think that is. And that is all you can do. Don't take it home with you. Don't mm-hmm. agonise over it. Leave it. What it is actually an audition is a training. It's training. It's mm-hmm. so that you can meet that director and you can see what their view was and what their approach is and take that with you and assimilate it and use it for your next one. And if you get the job, great. And if you don't, dust yourself off, yeah. go to the next one because every single time you do an audition you learn something. Yeah, it's that Brian Cranston thing. A performance is a performance is a performance. Correct. You learn your lines for what it would be regardless of the context. Yeah, yeah. And then you forget about it. Yeah, exactly. You know? All you can do is feel what you're saying. Uh, to ask yourself, does this feel honest to me the way I'm doing this? If the answer to that is yes, then you're doing that right. And then if it's not what they're looking for, for whatever reason, so be it. Most of the time it's not because you're shit. It's because your eyes are a different colour or you're, you don't look like what they envisage that character will look like or there's just a different way they're going. And that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Somebody will see you. Somebody will hear you. Somebody will find you. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep banging the drum. Absolutely. Um, do you do you have a methodology the way you work, or do you now? Obviously, you've been working uh, for a lot of the jobs that you've been on a certain way. Yeah. Um, I'm a one trick pony. Is that what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, do you have a way? Do, do, do you, are you would have you be a kind way of I get into character? Yeah. Or, or um, like, do you have you been, uh, you know, kind of doing your own kind of upskilling and looking at different different approaches and things like that or has it just come to you organically and you're like well, if I'm not feeling that I'm not doing it the right way and I need to look at it a, a bit of both a probably way. a bit of both um, I don't know what you call it method or, or what but I do like to feel like the character I have gone to meet people um, you know when I had no personal experience I'd gone to meet and talk and sit with people who had and try and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, try and ingest them you know, and I'm a great watcher of people and certainly, um, you know, having nursed for 20 years, I've met a lot of characters. I've stored all that <laughs> shit up. <laughs> I'm keeping that. It's a toolbox it of emotions. Toolbox. What I do is uh, um, I make, this is really, probably sounds a bit wanky, but no. I make a, a playlist for that character. So I have like a virtues playlist. I have a, you know, uh, this music that A, I think the character would listen to based on what I've read about her or what I think will put her in emotional positions that she needs to be in. So Which I, induces an emotional state. It does. I'm, yeah. I'm very, I mean, I feel like Joey Tribbiani saying <laughs> this. I've got all these emotions <laughs> bubbling under the surface. It's true. Oh. I, 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 I have, I don't know why, a, 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 an ability to tap into um, an emotional... I've had things happen to me in my life, huge things, I, I, and while I've uh, put them to rest and made my peace with them I can use them when I need to Mm -hmm. and I find that's a very helpful tool the music is a very helpful tool you know talking to the director and and finding out their take on it and seeing whether it's similar to yours and then trying to marry the two to give them the best version of what they've paid you to do Um, but just trying to behave like the character you know think like them 
yeah I don't I don't know you know I've mm-hmm. no I haven't trained I've, I've did my few courses but and as brilliant as they are they don't really prepare you for something like this that didn't you know I did mm-hmm. um interpreting text for theater and stuff like that it's brilliant and I need to continually upskill but I think a lot of my approach is instinct and and gut and yeah. feeling and I mean my, my take on it is that uh, I think that you can there's no substitute for a natural ability or a natural inclination or organic response to something. Yeah, true. Yeah. You can you can teach you can teach and you can upskill people who would not have that. I think in the locker to begin with. Yeah. But I believe you know that you have a reaction or an, an internal instinct for stuff. They're the type of actors I love working with. Yes, me because too. Because it never feels like work. No. It's just like playing table tennis. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, exactly. And there's never a, you know, uh, or certainly a lot less awkward moments. Yeah, yeah. There, it, it, there's nothing quite as soul destroying as, as trying to ham your way through some text that doesn't feel believable or sound believable uh. with somebody who, who isn't feeling it either. You know what yeah. I mean? Like with Stephen and myself, and he, he said this about that scene that um, in the bedroom, and and he would say this sounds pretentious. Oh, I can't put my glasses on. Um, that he felt and has spoken about it in interviews that there was a transcension of the room. That he said very rarely uh, um, in your career do you get moments with an actor where you are just exactly in that character. It's what when you're not you're not thinking. No, it's an, uh, I guess an outer an outer body experience. Blind capacity. boy calls it flow, and that's exactly where we were. And I did feel it. There was a there an, was an ascension in some way. Yeah, there was just a, a holy serving piece to the to the characters to the story, and we forgot. I mean, and that's my that's my that's how I know I'm set with it because. I was so aware of the camera earlier on and it's right in your right eye and your left eye and you can't look into it. You know, as a novice, that's a really big thing to get your head around. Don't look at the camera. But now I, I'm in a position which I, uh, I'm i really happy about that I forget the camera's there. Mm-hmm. And that's total immersion. That's that's what I want. That's what I had there. And that's only um, because Shane has taught me that way of working and that actors like Stephen allow for that. But there is nothing more joyous than getting in a room with somebody who, who wants to be real and wants to be, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I suppose, with all my doubt, Shane has said to me, you have a natural ability. So forget about the technical stuff. Forget about this and that. Just react to give me your gut that's all I want from you mm-hmm. just everything you have really just give me everything you have <laughs> everything twice yeah and on uh, a plate yeah uh, th- that's really fantastic um, yeah uh, thank you so much for coming in no bother I'm t- honest to god I'm a talker you can see yeah yeah <laughs> I'm a big talker and I talk about this project all day long it is one of the best jobs I've ever done for anyone that hasn't seen it. It is so, it's a difficult watch at times because yeah. it deals with really, uh, um, really grown up stuff. But there's some, lo- there's some mo- there's lovely moments of lever- levity as well. There's there was lovely in last, yeah, last night's episode in particular, I found myself laughing out loud once you're, or twice. You're welcome. <laughs> and it was because of you. Um, well, do you know, because I was on the phone to him this morning, <laughs> Shane, and uh, he was saying to me last night, uh, I don't know how this week's is going to land because yeah. he's not on any social media at all, Shane. So he's kind of relying on Mark, our producer, and Nikki, our other producer, Nikki Salt. And, oh, he's you fishing know, for the... Just how is it landing <laughs> with people, you know? And he said, I don't know, are, are they kind of getting drawn in with the heaviness of it is this going to be too you know because he cares about it so much and does it for himself as we do but it's nice to know that it's hitting an audience and it's landing so no it absolutely is a really good mate of mine who's a fantastic filmmaker put put up a Facebook status last night saying I think it's this is The Virtues is probably the best TV show I've ever seen that's remarkable. And I obviously I feel that I know I'm biased, but I watched last night having because we did a lot of um, um, 
viewings of the first two episodes. We went to BAFTA in April and showed it there. Mm-hmm. We went to Series Mania, which is a brilliant television uh, festival in Lille in France. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane and myself went over there in February and it picked up two awards based on those two episodes. It won the Grand Prix for Best Drama Series and Stephen got best actor and so I thought straight out of the gate this is landing with people you know (laughs) shit I I hope I don't come in now next week and ruin the whole thing but so it was great. That was great straight away. But yeah. still, that was a different audience. That was a French audience. And then we came to BAFTA and there was a similar response to it. So because it's so personal. There's also, I'd imagine, that worry of uh, the home crowd as well. You know, yeah. how what Ireland responded. Yeah, you know? what are they going to say? And I'm sure there'll be people that, you know, have varied opinions on it. But my thing, having kind of settled in myself is that I am proud of it. Shane is proud of it. Uh, and we love that it's landing with people. But really, it's it's not about that. It's about making a, a, um, a long lasting uh, piece of art, which yeah, is what and it helps is. people heal. I yeah, think. absolutely. I think that's the, like that's what I get from it is that I think it's a piece of work that will help people maybe they haven't been as comfortable as they would like to be yeah. dealing with some of these things to maybe see a little bit of themselves or some of their own personal circumstances. Absolutely. And maybe take, you know, some steps to try and help themselves in some way. This will awaken some, I've no doubt, I've no doubt watching it, you know, f- with my own personal experiences, what it has done to me on an emotional level. Mm. And I think the virtues will, will put its arms around people who are having similar struggles yeah. and show them, you know that the, that you're not alone, and it's it's really an important piece of television. I don't yeah. think we're fully aware quite how important. Yeah, I can't yet. overstate how how good it really is. Yeah. So uh, you know, nice one. Can, you know, jump onto the all four player, which you can watch over here. A lot of people probably don't realise that all four. Yeah, it can be streamed on. You can all be streamed four. over here as opposed to the BBC player, which you can't. Um, you know, and tune in and watch the last episode next Wednesday. Please do. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're very it. good. Uh, thanks <laughs> very much. Thanks a million. Cheers. Welcome to the Alison Spittle Show advertisement with me, Alison Spittle. I'm a comedian and podcaster. I've been doing this podcast for the past two years and I love it. I've had past guests like Colin McGorman, Tara Flynn, Sophie Hagen, Deborah Francis White and future guests like Sharon Horgan. So please tune in to my podcast. You can find it on the Headstuff Podcast Network or wherever you can find podcasts. Go for it.